0: Get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness! Here's to high stakes action, to thrilling moments we can't miss, he tries the game at the buzzer. and to crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. Bam! Bam! The 2024 NBA Finals, presented by U2TV, continue on ABC. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Coast to Coast podcast on InsideCarolina.com. We're brought to you by Johnny (music) T-Shirt. Of the drill. Welcome in to the Coast to Coast podcast here on InsideCarolina.com. I am not a guy with my head in a toilet. I am Joey Powell getting over a sinus infection. Forgive me for the sounds that may be emanating from my head as we speak. I'm going to try to do as best I can here, but more importantly, you guys aren't here to hear me. You're here to hear Sean and Shirell. So I will bring them in right now. Sean Moran, how you living?
1: Doing well. Uh just starting to shake off the off season cobwebs from the last, I guess, three to three to four weeks where it's been a yeah. little quiet.
0: Well, I don't know if you've heard, but there's no off season here at IC, so I'm gonna need you to get into game shape really quickly. Sheryl, <laughs> how you feeling, man?
2: I'm good and trying to figure out this uh over under on North Carolina having a thousand yard rusher. Ooh, that's a good Zero point five. I mean I mean will they have is... one?
0: I don't think so. I think there's too many bodies split carries, but that's just me. That's just me playing math. And I was under the impression there would be no math. Uh, listen, y'all um, want to give a special shout out to Thomas Ashley, the Joko Jester Esquire uh, for filling in for me while I was across the pond. Appreciate you guys kind of picking up the slack and and covering me there. Um, Tommy, has always, did an admirable job, but I'm glad to be back and glad to be talking with you folks here on the coast to coast about all of the stuff that is going on around Carolina basketball. And I guess the first thing we would want to start with is giving folks a reminder, rate and review us, subscribe if you haven't, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, subscribe there, but whatever, we want you to interact with us and make sure you're getting this content, which whatever platform you're using, we want to make sure this content is sent to you automatically because we appreciate you being here. And we appreciate you consuming this here show and being a part of the inside Carolina community guys, first things first, uh, kind of what, what is old is new again in that. Hubert Davis and his staff are bringing back the blue-white game. Uh, It was announced about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, that as we're recording this here on August the 23rd, this coming Saturday, coinciding with the home opener against Florida A&M for football, uh, Tar Heel basketball team will be playing their blue-white scrimmage game, and it's going to be a fundraising opportunity for the guys for a name, image, and likeness fundraiser. So the players are actually going to see some funds off of this and they're bringing it back on Saturday. I'll come to you quick for a quick reaction, uh, Sean. How do you feel about the blue-white game getting dusted off and being brought back?
1: I think it's exciting, especially having basketball uh, really tying in with the first football game. Uh, it's been, as we mentioned, a long off season, a lot of talk on recruits and the team. But I think it's exciting to have this in really you know late August, early early September, and it'll give us something to talk about and something to digest, especially with how are the new folks looking uh as well as as the old folks. So I'm excited about it and I think from an NIL perspective probably one of the concerns was you know how aggressive is North Carolina going to be compared to a lot of these other schools and I think they continue to find ways um that aren't being the you know going going way off overboard in terms of bringing that to fans and bringing that back to the players. So I think it's a great great thing and a great event.
0: Yeah, um and if nothing else, it'll give fans and Inside Carolina subscribers something to overanalyze, right? I mean, we we always love that. Sheryl, how, how do you feel about this blue-white game coming back, man?
2: Yeah, pretty much the same. It's uh, interesting uh, that fans always talk about how can they impact the program. Uh, being a fan, you have no control over anything. I think this is another one of those instances where fans can show up and their dollars actually matter to North Carolina because uh, they can go back after the blue-white game and say – oh, they raised X amount of dollars and they can use that in recruiting. Um, if they're not, you know, obviously not pitching, hey, come come here and you'll get this, but they can say these are the type of events that we held uh, via partners uh, for name, image, and likeness opportunities. So uh, I think that's important. So the fans can definitely show up and have an impact on the Carolina program, which is significant and very different from what things have been for the last, you know, 100 years, basically. Um, two, as far as on the court, you know, there's not going to see anything that means anything, but it's just to Sean's point, just something about seeing guys play basketball. Um, usually, you know, the season ends towards the end of March and early April. And by mid June, when, you know, we get some sources who give us those scrimmage reports in mid June, people are just thirsty, dying, you know, on a deserted Island trying to find the water that is basketball. And I think by the time you hit the end of August, September, it's so close that you can kind of feel it and taste it, but you don't get that opportunity until usually the uh, late night scrimmage. But this year, you're getting it basically a month early. Um, so I think it's a good opportunity. It's really cool. And fans can make it like a full day of UNC athletics between the football game and, and the blue and white game.
0: Yeah, I mean, anything that's going to get more people into a season opener against uh, you know an Uh, an FCS opponent, I think is a great thing. I I think it's a chance for people to enjoy Chapel Hill, like you guys both said. And if nothing else, you know, people are always wanting to see what the new freshmen look like. And I think this will probably be the first real chance you'll get to see them, uh, at least until, you know, the real games start. Uh, Because as we both know, you don't get to see anything hardly at at late night anymore. And nothing else, you'll get to see them in a game setting here and get a chance to meet them. I'm sure they're probably going to do some sort of uh, I I don't know I don't I haven't confirmed this. Are they doing some sort of autograph signing or, or signing for for fans with this?
2: Yeah, I think that's part of the deal. There's an autograph signing and you get a ticket to the game as well. Perfect. But I think the, I think the autograph signing is sold out. Gotcha. Well, yeah.
0: hey, even better. But uh, yeah, check that out on the Inside Carolina uh homepage. I think it's on the uh, it's pinned on the message board. So if you guys are interested in that, I, I would assume a lot of folks. You know, if you don't have tailgate plans, they probably to come check it out and hopefully stick around for like you said, Cheryl. Stick around for the football game. Uh, moving on to the next thing, i want to talk a little bit about uh, something we got coming up Thursday. Again, as we're recording this on the 23rd, this will be Thursday, August the 25th. Sherelle, we got E Boss coming in to, to take some VIP questions. You want to tell the folks about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, he's going to take all your questions about anything you want to ask. Uh, I think there's a couple of things that I've seen that fans want to hear from him about. So he will be happy to answer those questions in that thread. Uh, it'll show up about uh, noon Eastern time on Thursday. And just, you know, load up the questions. I think in the in the thread already, there's plenty of them in there. But anything you want to talk about, you know, 2024, um, kind of who North Carolina sits best with, in his opinion, the national view of this year's North Carolina team. You know, I'm sure he'll be asked about TJ Power. I'm sure he'll be asked about Zayden High. I'm sure he'll be asked about a, a bunch of other players. So it really is a chance to talk to someone who's plugged in, not just from a Carolina perspective, but really, every coach pretty much on every staff in every major conference knows Eric Bossy. So um, when you get a chance to talk to someone as connected as him, you should take advantage of it.
0: And Bossy has been really good when he's appeared on our podcast live, but also when he's done these Q and A's before he's done a really good job of answering people's questions directly. If he knows an answer, he's going to tell you, he doesn't really dance around things. He doesn't him and haw. He tries to get to as many of them as he can. So uh, yeah, I can't echo Sheryl enough. If you're interested in something like that and you really want to kind of get a, I guess, reset on, on what basketball recruiting looks like for North Carolina, but also nationally, can't recommend that enough. So check that out uh, Thursday, August the 25th. Like Sherelle said, it'll start at about noon on the premium message boards. Uh, next thing, guys, Cousin Drake, Drake Powell. This is official visit scheduled. Uh, folks may not remember Drake Powell, um, Combo, wing guard. Uh wing guard or wing forward trail? Both. Depends on which day of the week it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Drake Powell, one of the guys that is offered in the twenty-four class. Sean, you want to kind of reset what Drake's game looks like and what he improved on this past summer?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he had a he had a pretty productive summer playing for the CP three sixteen uh team on the Nike circuit. Uh for him, very athletic guard, uh, in terms of just his explosiveness, probably in that upper echelon of the class, uh, I think for him, and we talked about it maybe a few podcasts ago, he's, he's, you want to look at him as maybe a foundational piece that will be here for several years and a local product that you can, you can build around. When I got to see him in Kansas City, really unselfish player, uh, but somebody that can do a little bit of everything offensively from bringing the ball up. Uh, in Kansas City, he, he was mostly attacking off the wing, looking for for open players on the perimeter but can kind of get into the teeth of the defense uh and I think shooting's been been the one knock uh and and I would still say that is probably the most uh, or the point he needs to improve on the most but there were games where he was hitting two three three pointers uh and shooting over 50 percent or shooting pretty well from from outside the arc so it's definitely something he has gotten better at and then defensively he's the type of player that you will eventually be able to put on a three, a two, a one, maybe a four, just given the versatility, the foot speed and, and the length and have, have a lockdown defender. So right now I think it's great to, I know it took a while for him to get an offer, but to get him on campus and perhaps try to lock him up now as that foundational piece. And UNC has been spreading its wings out in that class, especially with a lot of top ranked players. So, if you can lock down somebody like that early, especially somebody that can grow year over year, I think it, it it's a great opportunity.
0: I remember you being really high on his his quickness uh, when we talked about him some other times this past summer. Cheryl, what is Drake Powell's visit going to look like? What do you think his he and his family or his you know the folks around him are looking to learn? Uh, and what do you think Hubert Davis and his staff are going to try to showcase to the 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 forward when he gets on campus?
2: I definitely think North Carolina wanted the first visit. Um naturally for for those who don't know pal, there there are some things that I would say naturally steer him towards UNC being one, he's 10 minutes away from campus, if that, depending on traffic. Um, both his parents are alums of UNC. Um and then is the school that he's grew up going to games as a fan and and rooting for. So they have all that. It it has all that going for it um to start with. But I think really just a, a deeper dive into the program. Um, seeing the guys play what, you know, in, I guess, pickup games, um, seeing them work out, getting just a, a deeper feel for everything. Cause he took multiple official visits uh, to campus last year, um, but just another chance to really connect with the staff to understand better what they want from him and, and what his role would be when he arrives, where he to commit to UNC. So really just kind of all that background stuff and um in my opinion, is probably trying to find some confirmation for what maybe is already there. That's just my opinion. Um, So I think those are the things they're looking for. Uh, The visit starts on, we're recording this Tuesday night, so it started earlier today, and it extends um, through most of the day Wednesday. So it's not going to be a full 48-hour visit um, because of some other things with his family schedule and his sister plays volleyball at Virginia Tech, so the family wants to be at all those games. So sometimes they have to travel to Um, Blasburg. So that's one of the reasons it was during the week. Uh, so that's kind of pretty much how the, the, how the visit will go over the course of a day and a half. He'll view the facilities, talk to coaches, look at film. Um, he'll eat a lot, eat very well, <laughs> um, and then probably take in some of the conditioning stuff that the team is doing. Uh, so, you know, North Carolina got the first visit right down the street. Um, we'll see if if they can close and we'll see if that's anything that the, the Pals are even thinking about because they did have an official visit to Florida State set up. Um, it's since been postponed. Um, and right now there's nothing else on the calendar, but I don't think that should be a sign that there's not going to be anything else on the calendar. It's just that there's not anything right now.
0: So I want to push you a little bit more. Do you have a sense from uh, Drake or his family kind of what they're looking like as far as the decision process timeline?
2: Uh, really, it was just that from talking to them is just the two visits that I've really heard a a good amount about, um, which was Florida state and UNC. He was at Virginia tech this past weekend because his sister, again, plays volleyball there. So he took some time and talked to the coaches while they were there, but it seems to be, you know, kind of get on campus at UNC, potentially get on campus at Florida state and then reassess again. That's my read. I'm not saying that's exactly what they're thinking, but that's my read on things.
0: I'm going to guess that one of the, one of the highlights of that visit will probably be a stop on East Franklin Street at Johnny T-Shirt. Um, yeah, as we've come to know, Johnny T-Shirt is locally owned, uh, operated by alumni, huge supporters of inside Carolina and a staple of Chapel Hill tradition. We talked earlier about, you know, coming to campus for that first home football game of the year. You know, students are back in class. I'm sure Johnny T-shirt is welcoming folks with open arms, and they will welcome you with open arms next time you're in town. Stop by and see them right there on East Franklin in Chapel Hill. Just, you know, make it part of your game day tradition. Run up there, get some gear, head to your tailgate spot, and then head to the stadium. Uh, If you're coming in for the blue-white game, go get some gear. Johnny T-shirt's going to take care of you. Uh, You can actually do a little preview online if you want. JohnnyT-shirt.com. See what new arrivals they have. Uh, Checked it yesterday. I think they had something like 152 new items on the website so if you want it they got it and it's up to you to check them out inside carolina premium subscribers know you get an extra 10 percent off the top of that make sure you use that as well in addition to their already phenomenal prices and then you can show up at these games and show up at these tailgates looking as fresh to death as you want to right that's what we're all here for we're all here for to watch winning sports to enjoy sporting events and to look good well johnny t-shirt's going to take care of you make sure you show them some love They've shown love to Inside Carolina. We want to keep that big, uh, that big love circle going over and over again because it's just what makes the world go round. Sherelle and Sean are just giving me all kinds of faces. <laughs> all right. Anyway, take a quick break, let the National Guys run some ads. Be right back to talk about the new 24-7 basketball rankings. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Coast to Coast Podcast, 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 whatever. I told you guys I wasn't feeling well. We're back on the Coast to Coast Podcast here on InsightCarolina dot Sean Moran, Cheryl McMillan, laughing at sideways stuff I say when I promote Johnny T shirt. I appreciate them being here and dropping the insight that they've already given us tonight. Uh, as we've said before, rate review us. We appreciate that. Five stars only, please. If you don't like what we're doing, shoot us an email so we can get better, uh, guys. Earlier this week, twenty four seven released their new rankings. Uh, for the 2023 class, one of the biggest notes is the guy that was uh, number one of that class is no longer in that class. Uh, he's now gone on and is, is in co- in his college of choice. But the new 24-7 rankings specifically, as they relate to North Carolina basketball and North Carolina fans, uh, Simeon Wilcher went from 17 to 28. Uh, Sherelle, I'm going to come to you first. Why do you think that may have happened? And obviously, it's based on you know play over the summer. I think Sim was battling some injuries off and on, but why do you think the change in ranking and what does that really mean for Tar Heel fans?
2: Yeah, so live VIP Q&A with Eric Bossie on Thursday at noon. Uh, (laughs) Hint, (laughs) hint, hint. Yeah, no, I I, I think um, he was injured and then he switched teams. And I think there were some inconsistencies throughout the spring and summer, which, again, you would expect. Um, And I think that probably played into it a little bit. And then at Peace Jam, he he did have a, a couple of really, really good games. But then, you know, his game in the quarterfinals, their their last game was not very good. So I think it's just kind of a, an up and down um, inconsistency feel was one of the reasons that he dropped, if I'm um, interpreting how Eric and, and team uh, handle rankings. Uh, one thing I will add, you know how I feel about rankings. Um, I think they're a very great guide, but I think tiers – are much more applicable to UNC and how Carolina does things. And Wiltshire is still in the same tier. So to me, there's really not a difference between 17 and 28 um, because it's kind of the same. I wish there was a stat like expected return or expected value based upon the ranking. And I would bet 28 and 17 aren't that different. Um, I see it kind of, you know, there's always a top 10, 11, 7, 14. It depends on the class. And then there's that second tier that can extend anywhere from, you know, 35 to 50, depending on how deep it is. And that second tier is where, as we always talk about, North Carolina has gotten those two and three, sometimes four-year guys who've gone on to be All-Americans and gone on to have really solid careers. There might be one or two things in their game that's keeping them from being a one-and-done or, you know, keeping them from going to the G League or or what have you out of high school. So um, I look at it that way in that he's not listed as one of the, you know, top 10 surefire potential all-star guys, but he's in the next tier and that's fine. So there, to me, there's not a difference between 17 and 28 or 18 and 27.
0: I think it's important for our listeners to to note that it's not just the ranking and the, the number of the stars the kid has. Like I think the rating, the number rating, the numerical rating that... Uh, that twenty four seven puts behind it is also pretty indicative of what caliber player you're getting. Sean, what can a player like Wilter do to get more consistent? I think the the thing I take away from Sherrell's analysis is, you know, he didn't really have a consistent summer, uh, considering the team change, considering the nagging injuries. What can a player like that do uh, going into this part of his career to get more consistent?
1: Uh, good, good question. I'm, I mean, I think the the positive is that he he did have the ups, even though he did have some downs versus. Downs and, and being average, so you, you got to see some of the the flashes and when he did get to put it together, and there's definitely something special there with him when he does. Uh, you know, going into his his senior year, he, he played on a very strong high school team last year, best team in the state of New Jersey, most likely the best team again. Uh, and, and they just added one of uh, Duke's recruits as well, another top 10 player. so it would have been nice to see him as the guy on that team and for him to step into that where he has to take 15 plus shots just to have him get that experience that's not he's he's a pass first player which I think has led to some of those ups and downs uh where sometimes he he can make an impact when he's not shooting the ball but when you have a guy that is a top 20 top 30 guy it's natural to want him scoring and and doing all those things that affect the, the box score with points. So I think for, for him, it is just being more aggressive. It's uh, just continuing to, to fine tune some aspects of his game. Cause he can do a lot really well. Uh, and we've seen him score 30 or rack up 10 assists or get, get rebounds. So I think for him, it's really being more aggressive. And now that he is a senior uh, I know he wants to get his teammates involved and, and be kind of that pass first guy, but just taking the initiative a little bit more and, and trying to come with it which he was doing in the the vast majority of peach jam versus two weeks prior in kansas city was maybe two games out of six and and peach jam all of a sudden it was really the upfront games but i think with him he'll be playing another tough national schedule and and just continuing to to stay aggressive and and to hunt a little bit more
0: Cheryl, I'm kind of putting you on the spot with this question here, so I apologize ahead of time. But what do you think the staff would like more? You know, What do you think the UNC staff would prefer more? To see Wiltshire in a situation where he is the lead dog? Or would they rather see him play with another blue-chip talent You know, like he's going to have this coming year? Or does it vary from player to player?
2: I think for Wiltshire in particular, this is going to sound very diplomatic, but I think it's both. Because we don't know what the roster is going to look like when he arrives in Chapel Hill. So it may be a situation where he has to come in and be, you know, one or two of the guys who is leading in scoring, who's pushing tempo, who's driving, you know, come in and automatically is a leader. Or it could be a situation where some of the other talent that North Carolina has already on the roster has developed and he comes in and his role is to be a complementary piece. So I think um, they would like to see him do both, honestly. And I think he's shown that. I think, again, to Sean's point with his high school team, he kind of put them on his back several times uh, towards the end of the season, you know, to win the equivalent of the state championship up there in New Jersey. <clears> TOC <throat> uh, is what they call it. And then I think you saw um, for the first part of AAU before he switched teams, I think there was some uh, attempt to try to make sure everybody got involved and, and try to fit in. Um, and he did that until he got hurt. And then when he got to his new team, it kind of seemed like you know he was, he was going to be the guy he was going to take over. And he did that quite a bit so I I think they like to see both of those things because you just don't know what the roster is going to look you know look like in two years there's there's too much change too many things can happen um, to make it where his role you know would be defined differently based upon who's there
0: you said diplomatic I'm going to say fair I think that was a very fair answer and sounds like something that would come from a man who uses both his left and right turn signal indicators so thank you sir Uh, last person of note, as of right now, the only, uh, player that we know that UNC is involved with unless, well, I take that back Zayden high and TJ power. Sherelle's it still safe to say UNC is talking to both of those guys. Correct. Okay. So, uh, let's go to TJ power first, uh, big jump for the forward out of Massachusetts. I went from rank number 50 up to 22 and we kind of expected that I think both you and Sean teased that earlier this year. Sean, what do you make out of a guy making that big of a jump? Was it just the versatility he showed off this summer? Was it the consistency he showed off? What do you think led into him getting that much of a boost in the rankings?
1: I mean, he, he's an example of, of one of the reasons why Wiltshire did drop just because of, of his play over the summer, but one, it goes to his his shooting as he put on just exceptional shooting performances uh, in, in the July live period, but at the same time, he was—he's a little more than just a spot-up shooter. He had some versatility. He has some size. So, when you add those three together, especially with with how the college and NBA game is trending, just from a skill shooting perspective, you can you can see that jump. I mean, the the numbers he was putting up in July were pretty remarkable, uh, and at a fairly efficient level. So, I don't—I think the the question was how high was he was he going to rise? And I think we thought it would be into the five-star. Status And I think 22 feels, feels good um, where it, it's not over the top, but it, I, I think we've seen more of those jumps lately, just really the last few years with COVID having interrupted a lot of the evaluations and playing. So you did see that a lot last year, but I think it's going to be normal to always have that July, those few July risers. And, and he was certainly one of them this year.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, too, about the numbers. Like, everybody can't move up in the rankings. By default, somebody's got to move down when somebody moves up. It's a, it's a zero-sum game. Sherelle, where do uh, the Tar Heels and where does, where does UNC staff stand with T.J. Power right now as we know it?
2: That's the question of the day, Joey. Uh, if, I had, if I had a better answer, I'd give it to you. I think he's just kind of in a waiting game. He's talked, uh, you know, on the record just about August being some time for him and his family. And that, you know, he would still look to make a decision in late September. You know, when you have Duke in Carolina and UCLA and Kansas and Iowa and Virginia, um, and you visited most of those places and you're getting, you know, eight calls a day from reporters <laughs> and, you know, different coaches, do you let that linger for another month? Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I think North Carolina's still in it. Um, I think he's definitely done some evaluation and, the last time we chatted with him, just via text, basically said he wasn't sure if he was going to, you know, take visits or not. He, he didn't have any set. Um, and then he still was tracking towards late September, his birthday, I believe is September 29th. So that's something to look out for as a potential date. But again, you know, a blue blood recruitment is very pressurized. And if you don't have to, I, I wouldn't recommend waiting <laughs> another month, you know, with that kind of, that kind of pressure. So we'll see what happens. Uh, If he starts scheduling visits again, um, I think that could be beneficial for a few schools. So we'll have to monitor that and see what happens. But as of right now, it's been very, very quiet with him since he announced his top five.
0: I mean, who among us has not been in a situation where we're getting calls from eight or nine schools a day, right? Like let's, let's, let's be honest. Uh, And then the last player of note uh, in the re rankings is Zayden high. You know, we talked about him ad nauseum earlier this summer. Um, power forward kid from Texas is going to be going to school out in Arizona this year. He actually dropped from, uh, from 41 to 55. Uh, Cheryl, I think you also kind of may have hinted that I don't think he showed what he would have liked to have shown for the entirety of the summer. Uh, where do you feel like, uh, UNC stands with him right now? Is, is there any rumors on potential visit setups, any, any ideas on
2: his timeline? Um, yeah, I think a North Carolina visit will likely be in the cards. Uh, I think it's just a matter of that information coming out into the open. Um, and, you know, his schedule with, with Compass out in Arizona, they start playing and practicing like the second week in October. Oh, wow. So so I would anticipate sometime very soon that any school that he's seriously interested in, that he'll start announcing some of these uh, official visits, especially through September. And the thing to think about from a North Carolina perspective with all these visits is that they have the home game, the home football game on Saturday. Um, and a lot of times staffs like to use football games as yep. kind of an anchor for an official visit weekend. North Carolina doesn't have another home game until September 24th or 23rd, excuse me, against Notre Dame. Yeah. 24th. September 24th, 24th. Against, yeah. And then they have the next week against Virginia tech. I think that's October 1st. And then there's another two or three weeks for that one. So you start looking at potential dates. If you want to maximize things for, um, you know, Uh, if you want to maximize things, let's put it that way, you got to look at September um, 24th and October 1st, those weekends, as potentially big visit weekends that might have other activities as well.
0: And Sean, kind of give me your two cents on how you felt like uh, how summer played into kind of the the little bit of a slip we saw in his ranking.
1: Yeah, I think that ranking is fair. You go back to the spring period where he had those first few games and was Mm -hmm. really the talk of, the town and and twitter and, and everybody else and then came back down to earth uh with his his size we've talked about more of a, a five five four rather than power for three uh but w- with his size he can he can shoot it the numbers didn't really reflect that uh, especially as that summer continued i think he finished uh the eybl under 30 percent from from three if memory serves correct but the a big guy, you can see the, you can see the stroke. You can see there's definitely room for improvement. Uh, he can, he can rebound the ball and he can get up and down the floor. So the, you know, w- with, with that size, I think once again, the good thing, and I think this also goes to the Wiltshire is you want guys that are going to be here ideally for more than, more than one year. Uh, and, and that's what we've seen out of UNC in the past. And if you're getting a guy in the fifties, Probably not going to come in, uh, knock down the, the doors, let alone do much of anything freshman year. But usually, that sophomore, junior, senior year, you're getting a pretty solid player. So it'll be interesting to see between him and and power and and how they can get potentially get the visits or get people to to end up, you know, strongly considering UNC.
0: Well, fellas, I appreciate it. I think um, as usual, you guys really flex and brought your A games, uh, respectively. Uh, is there anything else we want to hit on before we get out of here uh, for this uh, late August edition of the Coast Coast podcast? Sean?
1: No. Looking forward to over-examining the blue-white game next time <laughs> we're on. boy. Uh, and starting to actually talk about the the preseason and, and everything going forward because it'll move move pretty quickly once football starts.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, the kids are back in school. Uh, a matter of fact, uh, just today as we're recording this, uh, Armando Baycott, first team. Uh, all American by Blue Ribbon Publications. So uh, those types of things are going to start coming out. Uh, you know, summer conditioning, uh, I'd imagine is probably happening as we speak. You know, they're doing their uh, their mile run and all that stuff. So yeah, it'll definitely be time to overanalyze some minutes. We can start doing the the favorite game of the message boards about who's playing, how many minutes a game, and projecting that out. Cheryl, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
2: A couple of things. I would I would anticipate practice starting the week of September 26. That kind of fits with the timeline if you back it out from when the NCAA lost practice from the first game. So uh, kind of look out for that. Uh, really only a month until uh, practice starts for UNC basketball. So, like, again, it always thinks up on you. Two, when you go to johnnytshirt.com, I love the sale The sale tab. You just click on that sale tab and there's all kinds of stuff in there. It's like, um, you know, maybe they, they ordered a lot and there's some left over. But I found some Final Four shirts. Steals. Um, like $13, Final Four shirts. <laughs> and I'm like, man, those are still there. They're still available.
0: So you're like drawing um, the blinds so people don't see you ordering those. So They're right. afraid, afraid you might get in
2: trouble. Yeah, right, right. And then three, I really wanted to just drop a whole bunch of like Drake songs, like titles in here. You know, Drake may obviously name the starting quarterback. Drake Powell, we're talking about the official visit. And it just didn't It didn't work out. I, I started, and I just didn't have the confidence to, to pull through.
0: It wasn't quacked up to be. It just, it just wasn't. Yeah, so that's all. See, I, see what I did there? See
2: yeah, I got it. it. I got uh-huh.
0: it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <sighs> uh, well, you can only have one dance. Um, UNC is wearing a lot of jump, man, jump, man, jump, man, jump, man. I, I don't know. I'm trying here, man. I'm trying to pick you up. That's why uh, you're a good host. Good you, host pick, you guys pick me up every week, and I appreciate it, especially on a week where I'm battling uh, all kinds of, of pressures in the head. So I appreciate you guys carrying me through as usual. Um, but. For everybody listening, everybody watching, we appreciate you being here. Shout out to Johnny T-Shirt for sponsoring As Shirel said. That sale tab, man, you know, tell them what you're going to find in there. And it's always stocked with goodness. Uh, but hit up Johnny T-Shirt. Check them out when you're in town this weekend. Uh, shout out to John Sigley for producing. We appreciate it. Shout out to you, the viewer, the listener, for making us do this. We appreciate it. We're glad and have, have a chance to bring you this news and this content and interact with you. We hope to talk to you sometime in the very near future. If you're going to be in Chapel Hill this weekend, come by and say what's up to me and Tommy Ashley. First episode of the season of Inside Carolina Live, your pregame show. We'll start uh three hours before kick and end one hour before kick. So this week we'll start at 5 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, you can get it at chapelboro.com or listen online uh, to WCHL. It's Which you'll find us. I'm,
2: I'm just real
0: the Yeah, wow, stop. Um That's <laughs> uh, that, that's my line. What are you doing here? Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, come by and see me and Tommy in the Bulls lot. We'd love to talk to you. <laughs> uh sean moran for sherelle mcmillan i am just joey powell we appreciate you guys uh apparently i was having some technical difficulties because <laughs> you know sinus troubles end up elsewhere but what i was saying is stop by the bowls lot this weekend see me and tommy inside carolina live from 5 p.m to 7 p.m let's get out of here before this computer explodes all right thank you guys we'll talk to y'all next time on the coast to coast podcast here on InsideCarolina.com. carolina.com like